Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It is Thursday, March 3rd, and you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to break down the refresh for the top 24-7 rankings in the 2023 class. We've got national recruiting analyst Chris Singletary on the line to do so. Before we get to that, though, did want to discuss the trending topic of the day. That would be five-star offensive lineman Joshua Connerly. He's obviously been one of the players that has not signed yet in the 2022 class, and he has set two official visits, according to our Brandon Huffman, the national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. Connerly will be at Oregon the weekend of March 11th for his official visit. Then he'll be at USC on the weekend of March 25th. And he might be able to round out his trips with a nearby unofficial visit to Washington at the end of March, March 28th, before he makes his announcement. So the nation's number one offensive tackle in the 2022 class, moving a step closer to coming off the board and has a trio of Pac-12 suitors as well as some other programs from across the country still vying for his signature. Now let's flip the page and head on back over to the 2023 class. Bring in Chris Singletary. Chris, how are we doing? Doing well, Blair. Hope everything's going well with you and the and the misses and the new baby. Yeah, yeah, it, everything is going well. I mean, it's it's a fresh start, right? We flipped the page after the early signing period at the end of December. Brought in a new baby. I mean, you know, we, we things are looking up over here in the Angulo household. <laughs> That's good to hear. That's definitely good to hear. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and then obviously juggling a lot of the the new faces that we're getting to know in the 2023 class. And, you know, the, there's not a new face at the top. That would be Arch Manning. He retains the number one spot in the rankings. And, you know, now he has a little bit of competition, though. The number one through three spots are occupied by quarterbacks. It's Arch Manning, USC commit Malachi Nelson, and new five-star quarterback Nico Iamaleava at number three, also from Southern California. So it, it's getting a little bit tight, Chris, at the top among these quarterbacks. Arch Manning keeps his number one spot. What makes him still the guy that everyone else is chasing? I think when you look at uh, not only his his, his skill set and, and ability as a pocket uh, passer, but also he has some athleticism where he can make plays out of the pocket. Um, and I think just the long-term projection of how his game is, he can throw the ball really well from a variety of different angles and make all the all the passes. And um, again, like I said, being able to make plays, you know, off the platform, off schedule, and, you know, still has some some growth left in his game. Yeah. And, and, you know, apart from just being the name, right, the, the name notoriety, I think, has carried him through and he's be, be, becoming a household name very quickly here in this 23 class, obviously has some big time schools after his signature, Bama, Georgia, LSU, the old misses of the world, Texas. He's going to have a, a really um, interesting recruitment in terms of just the amount of eyeballs that that brings to him and, and the attention that he will have based on his decision. But I think, you know, it's maybe it's a little bit unfair 
given you know his last name and given what we know about his uncles Eli and Peyton and what they were able to do at the quarterback position to expect him to meet those expectations. But I feel like every time that anyone's been exposed to him in terms of seeing him throw or seeing the way he goes through his progressions or showing off the arm talent, you know, I think this is a player who, despite being a Manning, is is in a way paving his own path. What have you seen on film that makes him, you know, that that five-star guy that could be, you know, a transcendent talent? I think when you watch him, he's a he's a deceptively good athlete where you probably wouldn't expect that based off of his uncles. Probably, you know, he's more athletic uh, than those guys. Um, good mobility in the pocket, really good arm strength. And I think he's accurate, whether he's throwing the, 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 the shallow routes, the intermediate and the deep balls and really can place the ball in places where, you know, it's good for the receivers to catch where they can make a move, get upfield taking them away from getting, you know, kill shots from linebackers and safeties in terms of getting the placement of the ball. I think those are some of the things that really step out, I mean, stand out when you watch him on film and just the overall ability of, of how he's processing and looking at the progression on, uh, after the snap. And so you can you see him making different reads and get an understanding uh, of knowing where to go with the ball. Yeah, I don't think Peyton Manning was, you know, putting together 12, 15 yard runs. Eli, you know, once he got to five yards, it was it was kind of out for him as well. So that's a a little dimension that Arch Manning brings to his game. And I'm really excited to see how he takes a step forward in that department, his ability to make throws uh, outside the pocket, his his mobility, like you said, is is something that really stands out to him, uh, stands out about him when we watch him on film. Number two, Malachi Nelson committed to USC, formerly committed to Oklahoma when Lincoln Riley was there. The thing that stands out to me about him is just his quick release, his ability to air it out downfield, the way he's able to find receivers uh, throughout levels, and he fits throws into really tight windows. I think his anticipation is remarkable. Any other year, Chris, I think we're talking about Malachi Nelson as the number one quarterback in the country. That could very well be the case. Has ideal size, still has some room to grow physically a fluid athlete. And like you said, he has exceptional arm talent, you know, where you it instantly pops, it pops off the tape. And even when you get a chance to see him live, you, you're really impressed with that good overall athlete. And then has the ability to, to extend plays with his feet. And so again, he still has another level of growth left in his game as well. I believe, you know, when you're watching him going through all the progressions, being able to process what he's seeing uh, uh, pre-snap, and then how does that picture look after the snap of the ball in terms of, you know, what the defense is going to do and taking away, and then how do you process to know where to go with the ball quickly? Yeah, you you know, Arch Manning and Malachi Nelson, some of these other quarterbacks in 23 are good when prospects in the 22 class were wondering where were they going to end up. Because no one really wants to go to a school where you know Arch Manning is coming in, you know that you know Malachi Nelson is coming in. That that was one of the really interesting things talking to a lot of quarterbacks in the previous classes. They were always curious. All right, you know, is Arch going to come here? You know, I know Malachi is considering this school. You know, what's what's my place going to be once that guy gets on campus and he becomes the number one guy? So I think there's a lot of different. You know, I, I think in terms of being able to strategize or 
or you know look at your potential moves now with the transfer portal being so big uh, I don't think quarterbacks want to go in the transfer portal that, that's you know one of those things that that goes into effect once they they know that they're not going to be the guy but um, I think they want to be the guy before they're not going to be the guy uh, and so that was one thing that I really caught my attention about both of these two at the top the fact that a lot of prospects in the previous class already had them in mind as potential places or as, as, as potential competitors at different places. Number three, Nico Iamaleava. Um, he's kind of the fast riser among this group. Uh, started off as as a, as a high four star prospect. Um, has a, a deep background as a basketball or as a volleyball player. Uh, yeah. yeah, volleyball player has a lot of really uh, fantastic athleticism. Uh, I think 80, 80 inch wingspan, Chris. Uh, so in terms of physical upside and just the intrigue that he has in terms of his potential, um, that's that's what makes him such a such a fascinating prospect as well. You know, with Nico, just like you said, I mean, he's six foot five and, and change and, and an 80 inch wingspan. And then the fact that he has the volley, the volleyball background, he's he's a exceptional athlete uh, from the quarterback position. So how much bigger can he get? And and not only just from a weight standpoint, but when you add that that weight and mass, that translates into to power and strength. And then, you know, he has natural arm talent, a really good, smooth and, and, and clean throwing motion. It's just a matter of him getting reps, true, and really playing the game and really seeing. I put quarterbacks, it's like golf. The more you take a, a golfer and you work on your swing, it's the same thing with a quarterback in terms of just getting reps. The more times you see different pitchers, you see different defenses, you line up in different formations schematically. So I think for him, all those things that come with the nuances of, of, of growth at a quarterback are still at his disposal because he's, you know, like you said, he's the fast riser, but he still has, I think, the most room to probably grow in his game of the other two guys that are ahead of him. Yeah. Arch Manning, Malachi Nelson, Nico Iamaleava, one, two, and three at the top of the top 24-7 for the 2023 class. We're going to dive more into that top 24-7 right after the break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast talking about the top 24-7 refresh for the 2023 class with National Recruiting Analyst Chris Singletary breaking down right now the top five. We already went through the quarterbacks, which sit one, two, three. Uh, number four, Cormani McLean, the dynamic corner, the, the nation's best defensive prospect out of the state of Florida. Really like his impact ability. And number five, Chris Mateo Uyangalele. We have another Uyangalele high on the rankings. Most definitely, most definitely. I think, uh, you know, the two guys you touched on, now you, you're getting into the defensive side of the ball. And so when you watch Kermani McClain, he's a game changer on the perimeter 
as a shutdown corner. Has excellent length, the ability to play press man and, and run with any of the top receivers in the country. Tremendous, tremendous uh, anticipation and ball skills. And it's just also how is his body going to physically develop with that length and to add strength. Also does a great job of being able to play in zone coverage. And also, I think when you have a chance to watch him and you see because of his exceptional ball skills, he has the opportunity to be a guy that can factor into the return game for you with his skill set of run after the catch when, you know, when he uh, has interceptions and things like that. So he's unique. And then when you look at uh, Mateo, who is now, I guess they call him Young Concrete, you have, I call him a jumbo. And I'm not saying that in a, in a way where he's big and out of shape, but I'm saying a big man that's extremely, extremely athletic as a two-way player, playing tight end, receiver, and then also off the edge. You just see nothing but upside. Natural pass rush ability, flexibility. He can bend and turn the corner, uh, plays with, with great power in his hands. And then you see the overall athleticism with the jump balls and the different catches and, and the tremendous body control that he has again for a guy his size and he's obviously very very light on his feet so I think those two guys as the defensive guys in the in the, in the top five are tremendous prospects as well yeah young concrete uh, I think that's a stage name right he's an artist or a rapper or a producer yeah. of some sort but yeah. you, you could uh, also say that young concrete <laughs> that's kind of where he puts offensive linemen right on their on their butts down on the concrete he's a terrific athlete uh, an amazing defensive end who who uses I think his length to his abilities able to keep blockers off of him uh and once once he has that motivation once he has that motor I think he's unstoppable off the edge he's it's tough for him because he goes both ways for Bosco he's also playing tight ends and, and or playing a lot of snaps at tight end and is one of the top targets there on that offensive side of the ball. Uh, he flips on over it, it, at times looks a little bit worn down, but I think once he gets to college and focuses on one spot, uh, I think that the ceiling is through the roof with, with him. He's going to be a terrific prospect at the next level. Speaking of terrific prospects at the next level, this is probably the most fascinating position battle and that would be at wide receiver. There's a new number one. That would be Zachariah Branch. You and I are fresh off watching him at the battle seven on seven in Las Vegas. Is a player who who ran a 10-3 as a sophomore in the spring of 2021 at the BYU Invitational. Adam Bishop Gorman committed to USC. We're we're seeing Chris at not only in college but at the NFL level players like Zachariah Branch in terms of their physique and and their size. You know that 5'10, 5'11, 180, 190 range where they're using their speed, they're dynamic in space. They're using them in different areas of the field. You know the Debo Samuel Samuels, the Tyree kills that that type of prospect is mm -hmm. who we're looking at with with Zach Rye Branch and then there's the other guys that are chasing him at wide receiver and and it wasn't an easy decision to put Zach Rye Branch at number 1 I, I you know I feel like all of them have their own case for being number 1 Cardinal Tate Brandon Innes Makai Lemon are also in the mix so this is a very very tight battle most definitely, most definitely. I think with Zachariah Branch, you see just a guy that's electric with the ball in his hands. You know, his 10-3-3, a hundred times, obviously when you watch him on film but even more so in person it shows up like off the snap of the ball tremendous burst acceleration and he plays that fast the part that's also kind of unique is when you see his stature and you just look at numbers you're like okay he's a small guy he's not he's well put together thick lower body muscular thighs and, and, and lower half and he's explosive with tremendous burst very very good hands soft hands was doing a great job of high pointing the ball 
in and out of his breaks. He was able to accelerate, create separation, and then made a lot of acrobatic 50-50 catches. And then again, the guy also another factor in the return game. And so anytime he touches the ball, he's a legitimate home run hitter. And I think, you know, right now, that's what separates him from the rest of the bunch. And, and the fact that not only can he play in the slot, but after watching him, for me, seeing him live, I had no qualms about him being also able to line up on the outside and being uh, a, a true wide out. I've been really impressed with his body control, the ability to set up his body right after he makes possession to make a turn up field, making defenders miss. He can blow by them, but now he's got a little bit of wiggle to his game. He used to be mm-hmm. just a straight straight line guy, uh, but now he's he's got ability to make them miss in, in, in tight spaces. And uh, I'm really interested to see how Lincoln Riley u- uses him because, you know, I think we've always known that Lincoln Riley knows how to utilize some of his weapons. And once he gets him with Malachi, Nelson and they've got a Makai Lemon committed as well. Uh, that offense, if you have any sort of time uh, and you have you know the guys up front to to block for them, uh, this could be one of the most potent offenses in the country in a couple of years. So the Trojans certainly trending up right now, especially with Zachariah Branch leading the charge in this 2023 class. Moving on, before we go, Chris, a couple other guys that did want to mention to you or, or bring up. Uh, one was a, a riser that 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 definitely made a jump in the rankings. That would be Ruben. Bain. And then another one that went into the rankings for the top 24-7, checking in in the top 200, Blake Nicholson, the linebacker out of Manteca, California, that we just got to see as well. You know, with Ruben Bain, you saw tremendous uh, production with 19 and a half sacks as a, as a junior. Really, really good get off. He's able to bend, turn the corner. Uh, was really good with his hands in terms of his hands movement. When, when blockers tried to block him in pass rush uh, with a club and rip with the white move and guys could not get their hands on him. And obviously it translated to him having a high sack production, but also has the ability to anchor down and be and be really good in the run game, playing with leverage, being able to extend and shed off blocks. I mean, this is a guy when, to me, when I watched him and, and got a, a picture in my head of who he reminded me of, I kind of thought of a young Robert Mathis that played for the Colts. It's just how he was in his game. And then with Blake, had the opportunity again to see him at a, a battle a couple of weeks ago. And he is he's a big, athletic backer, uh, played well in space, light on his feet, physically ready to step into a college program. And then he also lined up and showed some of his good athleticism, being able to play wide out and tight end on his 7-0-17. Really uh, checked all the boxes and, and, and a guy that has a, a, a high ceiling still to develop, but physically was ready to go. So I think those two guys, with Ruben Bain being a riser, and then with Blake just coming in, uh, are two guys that we're excited about as a, as a scouting team. Yeah, a lot of different notes as we refresh the top 24-7 for the 2023 class. And remember... This is a fluid rankings process. It continues to change as the months go on, as we see these players more and more in person at these events, at these camps, at these showcases. Uh, And then as more film starts to come out of these guys as well, heading into their senior season, uh, every few months we're refreshing the top 24-7. It's going to be really fun, Chris, I think, to continue to dive into the battles, not only at one, two, and three between those quarterbacks, the receiver position, uh, who becomes maybe the the guys that chase these, these top 
defensive prospects like Cormani McLean and Mateo Uyangalele, uh, and then as well some of these risers, right? The players that that leapfrog a, a bunch of positions, the guys that maybe weren't on the radar that now are top twenty four seven caliber. Uh, I think that's what really makes the the recruiting process interesting. And it's it's only the month of March, so listeners, if you're tuning in just now, make sure you continue to check in with us as we continue to track the twenty twenty three class heading into the early signing period in December. It's going to be a lot of fun to continue to monitor not only the recruiting process, but the evaluation process. Our guys do a phenomenal job. Chris Singletary, Cooper Patania, and and Gabe Brooks as well. Chris, thank you so much for joining us and enjoy your weekend. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Wish you all the best. All right. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. That was Chris Singletary. For our producer, Lance Scully, and I am Valerian Gulo. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.